This is On the Block with Stricken Bach. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big 8 tournament champion. 93-7 the ticket veteran and Bill Callahan fan club president, Jake Bakovic. I love Billy. Coming at you live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. This is On the Block with Stricken Bob. Hold up. From the Bakovin household, once again, I'll be doing it all week. Uh, my name is Jake Bakovin, and I am dealing with COVID, so I'm back at home uh, this week, making sure nobody at the office uh, gets sick. But of course, uh, I should be through this pretty soon. Not too worried about it. Uh, no, no adverse effects or anything like that. So I'm doing fine. Big Sky back in the studio. Of course, Eric Strickland, the Husker Hall of Famer, set to join us in about an hour. But is the ticket? water cooler portion of the show uh, where we run through all the things in Husker sports that are that are going on and get the opinions of course of some people around the office and as always big sky uh, right in there to to begin and have some back and forth with their or back and forth as our friend Steve Sipple would like to say uh, he always makes that joke when I sub in an early break how you doing today big sky uh, I'm doing all right. I, uh, I I went out and did a little bit of freelance photography for my sister-in-law, so I, I made a nice little sum of money this morning. Uh, very light work, and then I I went grocery shopping. I feel like I have my life together. I'm an I'm adulting at a professional <laughs> level now. Yeah, that's really good. What uh, what uh, type of photography did you do? You can make some good money doing that. Uh, she does uh, re uh, realty estimates, and they needed a picture. They work at a company in Montana. Needed a picture of a warehouse here in Lincoln, so. Just went down there and uh, spent 30 minutes taking pictures of the uh, the property. Oh, very very good work. And uh, you got your Montana gear on. If you're not uh, joining us on the on the streamline, you can see us there on, on Facebook or Twitch or YouTube or whatever. You can see Big Sky wearing his Montana stuff. That's where, of course, the, the nickname Big Sky comes from. You're particularly excited about Montana today or just that's what was in the closet? Uh, I wanted to wear a hat today, and the Montana hat's my favorite hat, so I put on the sweatshirt. The shirt was the first one I saw when I was rifling through the closet, so I just went – Full out, you know, the season's over. No one can get uh, get on me for their their season-ending loss uh, in the FCS playoffs. So, <laughs> so you're doing pretty good there. Uh, some news to, and notes for today before we jump into some things. Um, just kind of let you know what's going on in Husker Nation. The Huskers football team did add DeAndre Jackson from Texas A&M from the portal. We'll spend uh, the first 20 minutes kind of talking about that. He is a, a guy didn't get too many carries over there at Texas A&M so far in his career, um, just coming off his freshman year, which who knows what that means anymore with, with what everybody's kind of going through. But I believe uh, he still will uh, will become a sophomore at Nebraska um, and kind of a 5'11", 215-pound running back. So excited uh, to see him join the fold. Of course, Nebraska, uh, a lot of people I'd mentioned maybe should be looking at the portal um, to to find a running back. I don't know. As the case with, with the quarterback, you can kind of break it down, um, say, did they get a starter? Did they get some depth? Um, and, and in the quarterback, of course, in Casey Thompson, we kind of see the starter there or, or, or at least the odds on favorite to get it. I don't know 
if I would set necessarily categorize DeAndre Jackson in that fold, but we'll get more to that in a second. Uh, a couple other news and notes. Creighton game tonight against Providence canceled due to COVID. I know not many Nebraska fans care too much about the Creighton program, but it is of note just in case anybody was kind of thinking about checking out that game. Uh, should free open to watch a more important game, top 25 action. Well, not really on Nebraska's side, but they're, they're, they're hosting tonight against Illinois at 730. Uh, head down, down to Pinnacle Bank Arena. Help the Huskers try to get that big victory. Of course, it is on BTN if you didn't or don't get the chance to go on to the game. And then some other news, uh, Big Ten will announce a revised football schedule tomorrow at 11 on BTN. So that will be uh, kind of exciting. Not necessarily expecting a whole bunch of changes from what I've seen. Uh, Sam McEwen of the Omaha World Herald tweeted out that um, as of now, Nebraska – uh, is set to to play Purdue at home and Wisconsin on the road. Uh, they think they're probably going to switch that and, and end up playing Purdue on the road, and Wisconsin uh, will travel to Lincoln. So um, just kind of a shakeup from what happened from the, the shortened COVID season and some of the, the, the stuff going on there. But that will be exciting. So you can kind of – we've talked all offseason about envisioning this team and, and what it's going to look like. Uh, the pieces are starting to come together. Now the schedule should be finalized pretty soon as well. Um, but, Big Sky, I did want to get your initial thoughts on DeAndre Jackson coming over from Texas A&M. I think I counted maybe sixth or seventh on the depth chart as far as running backs that were getting an opportunity over there with the Aggies in College Station. Um, only one carry this past year, uh, negative two yards for what it's worth. doesn't really mean much, but um, not much of a resume to, to build on for DeAndre Jackson coming over as far as, you know, the same type of things that we look with Casey Thompson, but still another body uh, in the running back room, which was something people wanted to see. I'm just not sure if, uh, you know, I, I think people wanted to see a starter because I think that that's what Nebraska had been missing is a starter. You have kind of those other pieces in the fold um, for Nebraska's football rosters. You know, Ramir Johnson, obviously capable of a one-two punch. Uh, Jacquez Yant, you hope, will develop. Gabe Irvin coming off that injury. Um, so there, there's some pieces there, obviously, in the running back room. Don't, don't forget about Marquis Steph, who's still sticking around. He had uh, a few impressive games last year as well. Um, do you see DeAndre Jackson figuring in too much in the running back uh, situation? Uh, this is a team that used Brody Belt uh, extensively at the running back position and earlier Wyatt Mazur. So I'm sure we'll see plenty of Jackson in at running back. Uh, I'm going. I'm trying to take a as little Kool-Aid as possible approach to the offseason. So <laughs> it's not that I'm not excited by Frost continuing to get guys out of the portal. I'm just trying not to get overly excited because that's a trap that I think a lot of people can, can get into. If, if this ultimately ends up being a, a plus addition, I'm going to be – all over it, but I'm, I'm kind of reserving my judgment until we actually get to see him potentially in the spring game or, or more so later in the season, later in his career at Nebraska. Yeah, and that, that's probably fair to do if you just want to keep your expectations uh, probably where they should be is not drink too much Kool-Aid in the offseason. You just wait till the summer months come around. That's when it's really t difficult uh, to keep your excitement down after all. It is just a game, and it's a game that we, we hope Nebraska can take that big step in this next year. But, it, you know, kind of as we were mentioning, there's there's certain guys from the portal, Nebraska now adding, you know, several of these guys. I have to do quick math. I think it's nine of them that they've got from the portal now, maybe even ten uh, with, with Trey Palmer as well from LSU. Um, but, again, there, there's some guys that kind of fit in the category of 
you know, immediate impact players, and then there's some guys that are just kind of looking for another opportunity, maybe to jumpstart their career. Things aren't going uh, quite the way they wanted to wherever they're at. Maybe it's uncomfortability with a coach. Maybe it's just, you know, where they are on the depth chart, whatever it may be. Um, DeAndre Jackson is is interesting uh, and, and I think a good addition out of the portal, but not necessarily the starter that, that fans maybe had hoped for. I still think that running back room's in, in good shape. I think Brody Bell actually can play a piece. I, I think a lot of these guys have complementary skills um, to each other where there, maybe there's not necessarily that all Big Ten running back that you can point to, um, but you know sometimes it, it's, it's kind of good to not know what's coming based on the running back that's coming in the game, but it looks like another running back by committee just because there wouldn't be too many guys separating themselves from the others. Certainly there's a chance Gabe Irvin could do that coming off of an injury. He kind of won that, that starting job. Um, the injury took him out early in the season, so still excited to see what he can do. Ramir Johnson is very reliable, very capable of doing it. We've seen him do that throughout much of last season, but I think Jacquez Yant has the most upside, also the most question marks, as he completely missed a game, um, and, and people were kind of wondering about that going into the Iowa game. Didn't necessarily, you know, had a few chances. Um, I don't think he's a, you know, I, I think you, you, you say he's got potential, but you don't necessarily think he's he's going to be an all-Big Ten back this season. So you got to gotta stay patient with it. Uh, I got, I, I'd have to say that I think that you're going to see a running back by committee once again. The coaching staff last year, it's a different offensive coaching staff now, but, you know, we heard it from Frost. Uh, for what it's worth said, you know, going into the season, they would prefer to have that guy. Um, but they weren't going to force it, and so they never necessarily had to force it. Now, Ramir Johnson kind of took that role um, to a degree, but not necessarily um, did it in a, in a way that would make you believe that he's definitely got the job going. I think the job is open. I think you have some solid pieces there, but it looks like running back by committee. If not, Ramir Johnson kind of leading the way, and then those other guys getting their touches. I think it'll be interesting to watch, considering uh, Whipple wasn't exactly known for his rushing offense at Pitt. Uh, more, uh, I, I think Nebraska statistically had a better rushing attack last year, and I don't think anyone thought that we were a, a, a amazing or, or the Huskers were an amazing running team. Mostly Adrian Martinez uh, leading the way on the ground. It seemed as the most consistent rushing option, game in, game out. Uh, but also, I just wanted to address something on the text line here. Uh, Jeremy uh, kind of asked the question: We can offer the seventh string running back from Texas A and M, but we can't. Uh, offer Jay Ducker from Northern Illinois, who is a Nebraska native, and I, I'm sure, given that his his uh, half brother uh, Micah Riley Ducker recently spurned uh, or or stiff armed Nebraska and went to Auburn, I, I think that's a uh, that's probably at play in the recruitment of his his older brother, who is already at Northern Illinois. They they probably have a pretty good idea of what that relationship is like and would know if they are going to get him or not. And I'm guessing the fact that they didn't show any interest is probably because they knew that they didn't really have a real shot at going out and getting him, given the current state of that relationship. Yeah, and that's, uh, thanks for addressing that, too. And, I, and is he in the portal? Is Jay Ducker in the portal? We just talk about he recruiting is, yeah, 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 oh, he, he is. Okay. He, yeah, he did uh, uh, enter the portal, I think, about uh, six weeks ago, actually. He, he entered very, very uh, quickly after the season ended. And given his uh, status as a MAC freshman of the year, I believe, uh, yeah, MAC freshman of the year. He got a lot of buzz when he entered the portal here in Nebraska. I remember seeing a, a bunch of stuff on Reddit about it. And it's a guy you could get excited about considering the rushing output he, he had this year. But, again, that is a relationship with that family that might be soured right now. And so 
probably wasn't a realistic get for Nebraska. Yeah, and another mention off the text line about Kai Thomas, the Minnesota transfer, who is kind of a, a proven Big Ten back. That would be nice. I think you always have to remember with these things that there has to be uh, interest on both sides. Um, I'm I'm hoping, you know, you would think that they would do their due diligence, and if there's a guy from that, that's from Bellevue that's had success, uh, you give him a call. If there's a guy from the Big Ten um, that's had some success, maybe it's more difficult to get him over. You have to kind of agree that did some things with Minnesota there, um, but you give him a call. Um, and, and I think that, that it, it's interesting this, this whole kind of this whole year is a major sales pitch to me when you're going and making those calls because I, I mean everybody can kind of see the writing on the wall that this is this is a make or break year for Coach Frost and, and what he's got going. So if you're out there making calls, you know you're not the only one. If there's somebody that's that's out there in the portal that that that's got high interest or you know worthy of that, like you said, you know with some awards in their in their closet or whatever, there's a lot of teams making those calls and, and making those pitches. And maybe, you know, you hope that eventually that, that Nebraska is able to get those sort of guys. And, and, and maybe I'm just making excuses. I mean, after all, the wide receiver room has been filling up pretty well uh, since the new addition of, the, you know, of the wide receiver coach out there. So, um, you know, different guys on the staff should have connections and, and the ability to recruit. Um, but it's just got to be a two-way street. And you wonder if, if those guys are, are all that interested this year in making that jump um, as, you know, they've been able to get a few guys, but not every guy's going to be interested. Well, if you just look at the optics for a running back in the portal at Nebraska, there's a chance if you uh, have multiple years of eligibility that the staff that recruits you to Nebraska isn't the staff that you'll end your career at career with. It's also not a staff that has had a whole ton of success developing running backs that are already in-house. So that might give you a little bit of pause because you're really looking for that fresh start and then add in the fact, like I mentioned earlier, Mark Whipple is not known for his amazing rushing attacks in at, at Pitt and he's bringing it into Nebraska this year. So I, I, I can understand why you might be, uh, I guess, hesitant as a transfer running back to select Nebraska and, and jump with both feet right into the fire at, at, with the big red. So I'm, I'm not going to go too hard against Nebraska for going up and picking up a guy who is he's unproven, but he hasn't really had the opportunity to prove himself yet. Yeah. I mean, and, and he's in Ford, it's worth, you know, uh, uh, not like Trey Palmer. He wasn't like incredibly highly regarded as a recruit. Um, so that, that's kind of interesting too, is that, you know, he was a, a solid recruit. If you, if you get a scholarship from Texas A&M, uh, you're always doing something pretty good at the high school level, but not necessarily like a five-four, five-star like Trey Palmer was. Um, so if we kind of catch up uh, again off the text line, we'd love to hear from you. Four two four six four five six eight five. Dusty asks, uh, getting this getting this back is fine, but I'd like to get a couple of big defensive linemen. And you wonder kind of what the next move is for Nebraska in the portal and the defensive line might be part of that. You've kind of had some unexpected losses there, uh, certainly with De Damian Daniels, DeAndre Thomas. Maybe you were expecting, hopefully, to get those guys back in the fold, but they look like they're moving on um, to, to move, you know, whether it's the pros or whatever, moving on with their life. Um, so I think that that's a position of need. Um, you're kind of just filling out your, your room there as far as the coaching <laughs> aspect goes, right? Not necessarily a designated defensive line coach now. Mike Dawson, the interior it's kind of weird because he's the interior defensive line coach, and he, kept, and, he and he's edge rushers, uh, which can mean outside linebackers and defensive ends. So he's he's basically your defensive line coach. So hopefully they can uh, kind of get get to that because they they are going to need 
um, some different guys there. You look at the positions that they have hit out of the portal. Of course, uh, Hunter Anthony of Oklahoma State on the offensive line. They needed that. Kevin Williams Jr. of Northern Colorado on the offensive line, too. So you added a few of those guys. Um, so you can kind of check that off the checklist. We know um, about the, the punter from Montana, Brian Buschini, that they added. The place kicker from Foreman, uh, Timmy Bleakrow. They, they went to the special teams. They tried to address those things. Uh, and also getting the, the Spencer Pankratz from Furman as well. So they're going to have a bit of a competition at place kicker there. The, the big one, we all know Casey Thompson at quarterback. Uh, we'll talk in a little bit about if there's a need to get another quarterback out of the portal. Um, and then, of course, running back DeAndre Jackson, who we mentioned today, Tommy Hill, the, the transfer from Arizona State, and then, of course, their wide receiver room in Isaiah Garcia-Castaneda from New Mexico State and Trey Palmer from LSU. They're checking a lot of those needs off the checklist. It's going to be kind of fun to get to know these guys. It's a new-look Husker football team next year. Um, but uh, is that is that the next position you kind of see needing some help? Because I think they have some depth there at the defensive line, um, but it's, it's rather unknown after you kind of get the, past the, the first three um, guys and, you know, the kind of the Casey Rogers and the Ty Robinsons and, uh, and Jordan Riley, um, you know, you have Hunter, you know, Nash Huttmacher. I mean, there's some guys there that have played sparingly, but they might, they might go to the portal for some defensive linemen as well. Well, there's also the op opportunity to convert a guy like A.J. Rollins, who comes in as a tight end last year, move him to uh, a defensive end position. I know that was in the cards, at least when he committed, was he, he had the potential to uh, move over and play the defensive side of the ball. So, I mean, there's options in-house already for the Huskers to, uh, I guess, fill out the depth on the defensive line. But obviously, like this Jackson situation is showing us, we uh, fans like to see proven production and know what they're getting before they show up at Memorial Stadium for the spring game or go turn on Ireland uh, the Ireland game. So I, I understand the need for the portal, but I'm also a big proponent for internal development as well. I, I've always wanted uh, Nebraska to win with the guys that they go out and pick, and you'd like to think that you'd, you'd hope that they've been recruiting the right guys from the very beginning, that they would be able to fill the depth with who they've recruited already. And then I'll, I'd also just one final word on the Ducker situation. Uh, I, I'm not saying that the the relationship is soured. I'm just saying that they Nebraska will know that relationship better than anyone. So if they're not pursuing him, there's probably a reason they're not pursuing him. And then also as somebody who just four years ago made a college decision on where they were going to go, sometimes you just want to get out of the state you're, you're living in. I lived in Montana my entire life. I, I am a huge Montana Grizz fan. I didn't want to go to college there because I just wanted to be out of the state. So there is some of that at play, too. You're not always just going to get every kid from Nebraska because you're Nebraska. Some people want to leave the state just on the fact that they want to be out of the state. Well, and of course, back in the day, you pretty much got everybody from Nebraska because you were a top program. Uh, and people wanted to play at that top level. But now, like you said, you kind of weigh out some other options there if it's if it's equal, you know, to the other offers that you're getting out there, what do you want to do with your life? What do you, you know, kind of what do you want those experiences to be? So that's that's a good point. Um, and then the other part, again, is is not just the interest, but I mean, part of it is is kind of striking out. I think we saw that. I think Husker fans are happy with Casey Thompson overall at the quarterback position. Um, good get, you know, kind of stuck around. Nebraska kind of stuck around the portal and took some swings before they landed one. Uh, and that might be kind of what they have to do here. Who knows? Maybe they're not run done with the running back position, but um, you know, it's at, at certain positions and, and certain opportunities, they're going to strike out and they, they struck out on their first three attempts at quarterback. 
Perhaps they struck out in the running back room, and this is where they landed. But you know, I don't want to. You want to also bury the fact that you know this is DeAndre Jackson's day. He is uh, coming to Nebraska. Texas A&M is a heck of an offer um, to get. He's just kind of been buried there. I mean, they, they have Isaiah Spiller. I mean, they've, they've got plenty of, of capable backs there in the SEC. So uh, we'll see what he can do. Hopefully, he can at least add some competition aspect in that running back room. We're going to take a quick break here on On the Block. It's the ticket water cooler portion. We're basically just going to have an all-Husker football hour as we continue on here. Um, For the most part, we'll relate this back to Husker football in the end because I also wanted to get a chance to catch up with Big Sky about Georgia and Alabama last night. What a game it was. People maybe were sleepy at the field goal fest going on early, but in the end, Georgia comes back, gets their biggest win, and Big Sky's main man, Will Anderson, showed out too. So we'll talk a little bit about all that stuff coming up next year on the Ticket Water Cooler on On the Block with Stricken Buck at 93.7 The Ticket.